Ingo Zika Okiki is a marketing consultant turned socially conscious fashion designer who now based in Los Angeles, California. The brand formerly known as Exquisite Designs by Ingo Zika was developed while Okiki was earning a bachelor's degree in business marketing. Shortly after competing, completing school and establishing herself as a marketing exec, she returned to school and earned a master's degree in business management. Following graduate school and consulting for the private sector firms, it was the decision to rebrand the clothing line and relocate to Los Angeles, California that changed the course of her career. With ties to local charitable organizations, Ngozika Okiki Clothing now proudly donates a portion of all revenue to organizations that work with survivors of sexual assault and domestic abuse. Using rich colors to create wearable art, Ngozika fuses her Nigerian heritage with a contemporary flair that gives way to the brand that has caught the eye of clients both domestic and international. Marrying the idea of elevated RTW fashion and philanthropy is what, I land, is what landed Ingo Zika the opportunity to compete on season three of an international design reality show, Design Genius. When asked about the brand she is building, Ingo Zika simply states that the idea is to bring awareness to aid and prevention of assault and also make people look and feel fabulous while helping to improve the human experience. Welcome, yes. Ingo Zika. Thank you. I am so glad that you could be here today to talk about a little bit about your fashion brand and the different things that you have going on in the community. Um, so why did you when did you first let's start let's talk let's go back to the beginning when did you okay. first realize that you were into fashion and it was something that you wanted to do I think I first realized it I was probably like eight or nine I actually started out doing print modeling so uh with that that's just basically modeling for like small magazines and billboard advertisements things like that and I did a lot of that throughout elementary and middle school and it kind of just drifted off somewhere along the way, but that was kind of my first interaction with fashion where I knew I was interested in it, in what capacity, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if modeling was gonna be the thing going forward, but I definitely had an eye for it. And I think I've always been pretty creative. So it started pretty young. And so when do you say, okay, this is not just something that I'm just interested in. This is something that I want to do to begin to kind of branch out and build my own brand. What was that? Like, I think it was, maybe like halfway through undergrad. And I think that's where you and I met, right? Um, so at UCA, and I think it was pretty much halfway through that program where I was like, okay, I think I want to make this a business. I enjoy creating. Um, I enjoy, at that time, I was just learning how to really sew. Um, so I was like, I enjoy sewing, creating. Let me see what I can do with this as far as a business. Um, it just kind of made sense at the time. So I figured, I tried out for a bit, see how it went, and, you know, it kind of just took. Awesome. How did people respond to when you first began to kind of like, so like, did that have any effect on you, um, the way people were responding to you, or did you share your fashion at the time? Um, I would say I went probably two years kind of just learning how to sew and just playing around with pattern making and designing clothing. Uh, before I even kind of let anyone know what I was doing. Because again, at the time, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something that I decided to do full time, or if this was just going to be kind of like a part time side hustle kind of thing. So <laughs> I think I just kind of did my own thing for a second before I realized like, okay, this is for real, I'm going to go forward with this in order to do that, I probably should have a debut. Uh, but that was like a couple years down the road. So I definitely just kind of played with it myself for a little while. Uh, before I put it out as a business. Okay. So were you a rich, okay, when did you decide that, you know, this is serious for me. And so when you did, came to that point, you was like, I'm going to move from 
because you were originally from Arkansas, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, like, when did you decide, you know what, I'm going to move, I'm going to make that jump, and I'm going to go to L.A.? And why did you choose L.A. and not, like, somewhere else? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, That was 2013. So I was actually um, in the middle of grad school at the time, funny enough. Well, not in the middle. I was pretty much toward the end of my program. Um, Because later I was able to move to L.A. and then just kind of finish my last, I think, three or four courses online. Thank goodness at the time that was even an option because I just kind of up and left. Um, but it all worked out in the end. But it's funny because actually um, I was making plans to relocate with a friend of mine at the time. And at the last minute they pulled out. But I had already, you know, broke my lease, packed up my apartment, all this stuff. And so it was just kind of like, OK, what am I supposed to do? So I went ahead and was like, well, why not? I've already been kind of mentally preparing myself to kind of move and see what I can do somewhere else. So I just went ahead and chose uh, L.A., and which initially wasn't even the place that I was going to move. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Why not? Um, I need a change. I feel like I can do so much more in fashion, uh, you know, for for the market that I want to appeal to. I feel like I need to do something on a bit larger scale, uh, just getting everything from production to help with pattern making, pattern grading. At the time, those things weren't readily available um in little rock where i was but now i think it's so much more uh fashion there which is amazing but at the time those things weren't just readily available for me to just run out and work with somebody so coming here it just ended up all of those events made it where it just it was right place right time kind of thing so (laughs) i I love the fact that you know even though like your friend back down was like you know what i'm not ready to make that move you still was like I'm going to still branch out there and I'm going to jump out there. And you saw it as an opportunity as a way to kind of like branch out there and just still go into what you wanted to do, which is fashion. And uh, from what I'm, uh, what I've read from your bio and different things like that, um, it seems like you made the right choice. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So what was it like when you got on, uh, was it, was it design? um, Oh, the show design genius. Uh What was that? like? Yeah. So, what I tell everybody, and I think it's so funny now, um, so Project Runway, I don't know, I've applied for them a million times, and it's funny because you get to different steps in the process, and every time it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe try again, and uh, so that year in particular, it was 2016, I had actually applied for another show maybe two or three years prior, and it was for a show that was overseas, and it was, um, it was a design reality competition show, but it was to design... Um, looks for I think it was a rock band or a pop band at the time anyway long story short I didn't make that show either right so it's like okay 1000th no out of the way cool but um the casting people they actually remembered me so they reached out like two years later and basically were like hey we remember you from when you applied for this show a couple years back are you still designing would you still be interested we really loved you we loved your personality we loved your work you know, this is an opportunity that we wanted to, um, you know, kind of bring to you first. And that's literally how it happened. It, it just fell back into my lap. And it was just so crazy how it happened. But yeah. Because you had the courage to step out with something else. It's amazing that they, you must have really gave them something to remember. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking too. Like, oh my gosh, that was like two, three years ago. Like y'all remember me from that? But yeah, they really did. And I think that's why it's so important to you know, and whatever you do, kind of do the best that you can or try to leave, you know, kind of do things from a place of, uh, you know, I don't know, just earnest, 
earnesty because you, I feel like you leave marks on people when you are really in your element, when you're doing things well, when it's coming from a joyful heart. Um, and so I, for whatever reason, they remembered little old me. So uh, they reached out and that was that. <laughs> That's awesome. And it got you, yeah. you on the show. So I yeah. saw where you're, um, you have done like clothing uh, brand for like uh, different charitable things. Um, so mm-hmm. I want to say why, what charitable things have you done and why um, sexual assault and domestic battery? Um, why did you choose those two causes? Um, I think because for one, I'm a survivor myself. Um, I was actually assaulted while I was at UCA. Um, and that was a life-changing, literally a life-changing experience for me. Not only the actual, you know, experience itself, but everything following that, um, you know, the recovery, the, you know, the therapy, if you need that, the medical attention, if you need that, just kind of, and the legal after that, if you need that as well, just kind of going through the motions and seeing uh, the disparities that, were very present. I know that I, in a way, was in a place of privilege, I would say, to have, you know, unfortunately experienced that, but I was in college at the time. So there were resources readily available for me to take advantage of, to kind of get on the road back to recovery following that. But I know that that's not the case for so many women that go through that. Um, And it just kind of becomes a battle just to even get the help you need, the care you need, the legal team that you need. Um, So it was just a lot. And I've just started thinking about that. And that was something that never even crossed my mind um, before that happened. But um, I just kind of wanted to do something to help other people, men and women that go through that and that are on their, you know, road back to recovery after that and trying to get back to life as you know it. Um, And it just, that was it. That just kind of clicked to me. I was like, okay, I need to see what I can do to help other people because I know everybody doesn't have legal fees. I know everybody can't afford therapy. I know everybody can, you know, so it was just one of those kind of naturally like, okay, how can I help somebody else get through this too? Cause it's been rough enough and I have all the resources. And so I know that somebody that doesn't have that, like I couldn't even imagine. Um, so that's kind of where the mission started for the brand. And so even after taking a break, following that, after my clothing line was out and everything, I just kind of took a pause to kind of see how I can help affect in a good way, other people that may be going through the same or something similar. So, and that was it. Awesome. Now, yeah. um, how did you recover? If you like, Yeah, I think it was a combination of, I would say therapy is always a great thing. i promote therapy to people, even if anything isn't wrong, because I think that's a kind of a misnomer. People think that like, oh, well, when I go to therapy, you know, or if you go to therapy, well, like what's wrong with you? It must be something going on. Like, I think therapy is just fine, period. Even if things are okay, (laughs) like just to have somebody to talk to and kind of decompress your day or your week or whatever. So I would say that first and foremost, and then prayer, meditation, of course. Um, And then also just kind of empowering yourself to do what you can to prevent another situation so for me that for me was you know becoming more physically fit you know taking self-defense courses getting my concealed carry license um all of those things were really important to me anyway but much more you know after that and I would think that it kind of does something to you mentally as well because after you go through something like that it kind of um you know, it can make someone feel helpless or, you know, like they can't help themselves and it can make you feel defeated as well. And so I feel like those things help you mentally as well as physically too. So, yeah. 
I think it's awesome that you um, took a situation, you recover from it, and through yeah. that, you're able to like you 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 donate to help like other people who have experienced the same thing that you may have gone through or different For situations. Sure. Yeah, and so I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Can you tell if anyone wanted to like learn more about uh, this, can you tell them like where they could like go to like learn more about um, the different calls that you support? Yes. So one cause in particular, uh, one organization here in LA, they're called Alexandria House. Amazing organization. It was actually founded, I want to say back in the 70s. Um, the founder, Judy, so funny. She's like an 80 year old lady. She's like kicking, doing her thing. She's still out there protesting. She's doing... <laughs> but she opened uh, the foundation to help women and their children after they were come out of like sexual assault or domestic abuse situations. Um amazing work. They do everything from helping the women right after the situations to getting them to safe havens if they're escaping a domestic situation. Um, They help them with schooling. They help them with jobs, with housing. I mean, it's just all around amazing what they do. And so that's one organization here. So it's Alexandria, like the name, Alexandria House. I mean, you can Google them. They're everywhere. They're all over. They always have um, different events for the community they're really really involved I think in all aspects of, of helping people get to where they need to be and I just love that about them so much awesome thank you for sharing yeah we're gonna go back a little bit to your um to your fashion brand and I feel like every, yes. every situation in your life uh kind of like it kind of shines a light into like maybe something that you're doing like in your current life like whatever your purpose or goal is in life or whatever you're doing like right now, yours is fashion. Right. How you kind of took that and kind of uh, shined a light in it. And so uh, I know that uh, originally you are, you are Nigerian, right? Yeah. So my dad's Nigerian and my mom's American. Okay. So how can you, how do you infuse like um, both heritages together, like in your fashion, how has it influenced you um, to make like certain fashion pieces that you do? Okay, I was, well, first of all, let me excuse the sirens. Downtown LA, oh my God, it, it never, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I was like, oh, how loud is this on this camera? Uh, downtown LA, it never turns down. Um, I, I would say I try to infuse uh, both of the cultures because I was, you know, raised in a house with both my parents. Um, and so heavily, heavily influenced by both cultures. So my mom was raised in the South. So you have a heavy, heavy Southern influence there and all of the glitz and the glam and the brightness and the vibrant colors and all that. And then you have my dad with Nigerian culture, which is very, so many parallels between those colors. I mean, between those cultures, it's so much color. It's so vibrant and out there and just kind of like over the top. So I think, um, Using both of those, I love color. I think that's pretty apparent if you see my designs. But I also love to kind of pull back and make some, like, I would say conservative pieces with pops of color, you know, with pops of vibrancy. And I think that is one thing that kind of makes everything mesh so well. And that's pretty much been the influence for everything I've ever designed, really. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, let me uh, make sure that I, I think I've missed one. Why? Okay. I'm looking at my questions. I'm just trying oh, to okay. if I ask you all the questions that I want to. <laughs> so why, but okay. I know that you have the story. Okay. You moved from um, here to LA, from Arkansas to LA. Yeah. Uh, but why not like some other city? Like New York is like um, where people usually think when they go fashion. Like, so why, right. why not 
why not there? Why not somewhere else? Why why LA? Why specifically there? Um, well, I knew I wanted to do in some capacity, um, maybe television, maybe. Um, if it was something that I could find that was fashion related. And then I also felt at the time that for whatever reason, I felt like California at that time would, would be an easier move for me than New York. And I don't know if I could say easier because I don't think anything about it has been easy per se. <laughs> really? But, right. <laughs> but I think <laughs> when I was kind of weighing out the possibility, I'm just like, okay, well, what can I, you know, I like palm trees. So maybe I should go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it kind of came down to we're gonna get in this car and where are we gonna drive to? It really came down to that, and I think um, it was just it just kind of worked out. I, I was thinking about film and television and uh, what more I could do with the fashion if it wasn't just fashion design strictly. And so I was thinking, what other avenues can I go to? You know, to kind of pivot in the business. Um, but still be relevant in fashion if if it came to a point where I felt like I was pretty good at it and actually being kind of successful in it. Um, and at the time, LA was just a better option because I felt like there was so much more I could do with television, with television stuff and fashion here, even on set, like as a wardrobe person, a costumer, a mobile tailor, any of those things. And I feel like a lot of that stuff is totally fueled by the um, entertainment and TV industry. And so it just made sense. So I was like, all right, I-40, we're taking it all the way west. Let's get it. <laughs> that um, that business side of you kind of start coming out when you start thinking about yeah. the- <laughs> There you <laughs> go. <gonna> be- <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome to me. And so um, before the interview started, we talked about, um, you have got, you guys have Fashion Week coming up in October. Yeah. And so have mm-hmm. you started working on some of your pieces for Fashion Week? Okay, so Fashion Week is a whole other beast in LA. So in New York, we all know New York Fashion Week, right? It's a super serious, uh, very market-oriented fashion uh, event, right? <laughs> so they always do things a season ahead of the consumer, and then you know consumers see it, and then the next season you see that it's in the store. So LA is a little bit different in that this is a, obviously a huge entertainment base, so I feel like things here are more customer-based, um, meaning that we tend to put out things that people can wear like now, and it's not necessarily a, a season ahead like other places maybe. So with that, it's also a lot of different events going on because you have world-renowned, you know, A1 stylists here that work with only red carpet, only um, A-list celebrities. And then you have a lot of independent designers who are also doing their things that have huge presences you know, they've been doing uh, collaborations with brands and celebrities as well. And then you have um, everything kind of in between. Sorry, there's a little bit. <laughs> we get a little bit of a taste over here. It's all right. Seriously. I mean, all of that. Like, what is sleep? Um, it's so funny because it's always like this. And then even having clients like with the fittings and just like, oh my gosh, like the fashion district is so busy. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so Fashion Week in LA is kind of, is more like a fashion month because I think things last between three weeks and a month because it's so many different fashion, like facets of fashion to get to. And I just think it would be impossible to do it all in a week here. So awesome. Well, yeah. I, we appreciate you for sharing with Nancy. Absolutely. Curious the Anointed Podcast. Um, we always yes. do the podcast with a prayer. But before we end it with a prayer, is there anything else that you would like to share 
um, that you that maybe we didn't um, kind of go over? Yeah, so I recently just launched uh, my second collaboration with Shein. Um, it's a really big fast fashion brand. If you haven't heard of it, it's um, just amazing. I think they do a really good job at providing some really unique styles at a really affordable cost to uh, a global community. So I've had the pleasure of like doing a collaboration with them. The first collab, it was an eight piece collection. It dropped back in November, 2021. And then I was invited to do another collection, which uh, just released last Monday. Um, Oh my God, I forgot the date, but last Monday. So it's been out literally officially today, one week. So it's like, hey. <laughs> yes. So this collection is a 15 piece collection, um, all floral prints. I love it. Everything is vibrant. Everything is really uh, kind of like over the top, but I love it. I think you'll love it too. So yeah, please do check that out. It can, you know, you can find it on my website. I think I have a link to it. You can find it on my Instagram. I have a link to it. Check it out and run the tab up. I keep saying <laughs> Um, web address. Give out your web address. <laughs> I mean, where is he at though? Because him and Sabrina are lovely. Give out your web your um website so that they can yes so my website. <laughs> I'm sorry. So they can know how to get to your um your fashion collection on Shein. Yeah. So my website is just my name, ingozikaokiki.com. And as soon as you go to the website, you know the tabs along the top. You have a lot of different options. You can literally just click the Shein collection and then it'll take you right to the link and you can see all 21 pieces. And if, do you still have the um, collection on there for um, the sexual assault and domestic uh, battery? Um, you have that link on there too as well? Oh yeah, for Alexandria House for the Foundation. Huh? Yeah, you can find that on there as well. I think that's on my front, my homepage. Uh, when I talk a little bit about the brand mission, and then um, I think it's highlighted when I say organizations that I work with, and I think that's clickable. You can click it and go right to them. Check out the amazing work that they do. I love it. Awesome. Yep. I uh, appreciate you and Amari. Absolutely. Courage to just kind of get up and just be like, you know what? I'm going to go to this big city. Does <laughs> 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 anybody know anything about Arkansas? We're kind of small. So I admire yeah. your courage to just be like, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to say I'm going to go for it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know if it was uh, for a long time. I was like, was that stupid or brave or both? I don't know. You know, I still even question it sometimes. Like, child, what? Like, that was so crazy. But it all worked out. Yeah. So, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not mad at So, um, we always end with a prayer, and I'm going to go ahead and do this podcast with a prayer. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, just for keeping us safe. Thank you for your many wonderful blessings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, just for blessing and go Zika, Lord God. As she goes out, Lord God, and does um, fashion and just um, being inspired and being creative, Lord God, we ask that you would just bless the work of her hands, God. Thank you, Lord God, for touching her mind, Lord God, and um, keeping her where she is. We thank you for everything that you're doing and everything that you're working out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray everyone will go forward and be blessed. Hello, everybody. This is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Remember to like, subscribe, and follow the page you can follow on YouTube at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. Be blessed and have a good one.